Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast. It's CFML News Edition, and we're up to episode 143. Ah, the notes are wrong. I got it wrong. Oh, this is not old log, Evan. Ah, typo. Just pretend you didn't see anything. Saw nothing. (laughs) There we go. One forty-three. So it is April twelfth, twenty twenty-two, and uh, I am Gavin Pickin, senior software developer for Auto Solutions, and I'm joined by another senior software developer from Auto Solutions, Daniel Garcia. Welcome. Hello. So you're ready for another episode. I am, and Gavin, if I was any more ready, I would be you right now, my friend. <laughs> Pretty funny. Well, first of all, let's uh, start off by thanking our sponsors. And, you know, we can't go much further than thanking Auto Solutions. Uh, they're the ones that made this possible. They're the ones that gave me the green light to start this all those years ago. And, uh, you know, we want to say thank you back to them. Obviously, they make Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and a lot of our other boxing out there. Uh, but there's a few ways they can. you guys can say back to Auto Solutions. Do you want to give us a couple? Absolutely. So several ways you can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. You can help Ordis reach for the stars by star and forking our repos. In fact, you can star all of our GitHub repo dependencies with command box with the link that uh, Gavin will post. Yep. Thanks to Eric for putting that together. You can subscribe to our podcast on your podcast apps and leave us a review. You can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which is releasing new content every week. Or you can buy Ordis's book, 102 Cobox HMBC Quick Tips and Tricks. And you can also come into the box and come up, see us, and say, hey, how's it going? Thank you. Yeah. And we will say, hey, how's it going? Thank you for being an Ordis customer. Yep. And also we have... Um- Patreon supporters too. So uh, our Patreon supporters right now, we have 35 Patreons providing like over 90% of the funding for this podcast. And so the the hard-earned funds that you guys are supporting us with go to supporting this podcast first. And that gives all this time to uh, spend that money on other things and bring you all the things that you're so accustomed to from Audis. Trying to help the CFML community because if we all do better, we will all strive. Okay. Well, Let's get into the, the news and events. So just wanted to give everybody a heads up this last week for the ITB call for paper. So if you're thinking about speaking it into the box, and there's some pretty cool perks if you're a speaker into the box, you get to hang out with us. Um, we yeah. can pay for some accommodation as well. Um, you know, So there are some perks for being a speaker. Um, so if you guys are, are interested in speaking, uh, we're looking for call for papers right now. Um, we're going to be live in Houston in September. Um, we're actually finalizing dates since Adobe dropped their conference right on top of ours. We're, uh, we're seeing if we have some flexibility there. So we will uh, give you those dates. We are solid in September. We're just trying to get the exact dates now that we, we're trying to change it. So people can spend some time at one conference, then with their family, and then at the other conference instead of being back-to-back and coming home to a divorce. So it looks like... Uh, April 17th is the deadline for that. So uh, get those in. We will be sharing those links here. So let me post those links up here for you guys. So if you want to uh, submit the call for speakers. And then, uh, yeah, we're excited to to go through those. We want to announce the the speaker list very soon. Um, And, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Great. Have you got yours in? 
I got lulled into your voice again and mesmerized. I forgot to paste. So I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be better. <laughs> and no problem. So have I'm you got sure your I'm... speakers posted yet? You got your conference talking for IDB or are you still thinking about it? You know, I'm still thinking about it. I've got a couple of ideas. I want to see what the group is. I want to see what other people are doing as well, because if I've got the same idea a community member has, maybe I'll do a different idea to get people a chance to, to talk. Yeah, uh, we, we always want new speakers for sure. So, we're, you know, that's how we, we grow the community and get more people involved. And it's good to see different perspectives too, you know. As an Audis member, we like seeing, you know, command box sessions from like Matthew Clemente. You know, it's good to see how somebody else uses the tool we built, you know. Nobody wants to hear Brad talk on forever. I mean, he will, but we don't want to. <laughs> just kidding, Brad, we love you. We're just jealous he's at DevNexus right now. That's true. He and Luis. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways. Although one of the other benefits is also just hanging out with everyone that's there and all those after conversations you get to have in the hallways and late at night and the dancing. Oh, I've said too much. No, really, there's a lot of cool networking camaraderie that goes on at these conferences and it's a lot of fun. Very cool. Okay. Right. So apparently, there's a broken link, Scott said. I'm going to see if this works try this one scott and tell me if this works anyway keep going daniel okay and if it doesn't work scott we'll just submit some for you and i think you'll be okay with that right <clears throat> okay so um Ordis webinar coming up in april in a couple weeks the cb security passwords tokens and jots with eric peterson that's going to be april 29th at 11 a.m central time the the main time zone that i care about <laughs> learn how to integrate cv security into your apps whether you're using passwords api tokens jots or a combination of all three and we'll go ahead and post that to the webinar to the page very cool okay i'm going to update the link that i just posted <laughs> scott says it does work so we'll get that working Okay, now the Hawaii Cold Fusion Meetup group uh, is also having a session on April 29th as well, but this time it's 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's a time I care about. Uh, <laughs> and so for your central people, it's 6 to 7 uh, at night. And it's going to be using Cold Fusion ORMs with Nick Kiowalski. And I didn't know about this, about Nick, but uh, he's an adjunct professor at Michigan State University, a member of the the Michigan CFUG and Apache Foundation member. Uh, he handles the telecommunication platforms at MSU as well as managing a variety of applications on campus. He's been a Cold Fusion developer for 25 years and has been an instructor for 15. So that's pretty cool. Like it's a pretty talented, uh, talented guy. And uh, he's had a couple of sessions lately, but I just didn't know all the history. So now you know. It sounds like the perfect person to learn a little bit about Cold Fusion ORMs with. Oh, that's awesome. And um, because of Hawaii, I always think of Aloha, John. I think you're in the chat. Yep, so, John's in there. Uh, and then uh, the other John, John Farah, said that Nick's an John's awesome there. speaker, too. So he's in there chit-chatting as well. well so. And John gave Nick a thumbs up. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the insights. Yeah. Okay, so coming up next, we got a bunch of betas. So in case you missed it, quick version 5 beta, major performance improvements, over 50% decrease in execution time. Let me tell you, I was sitting near Eric while he was working on this, and it was just really cool just to like, oh, I got it this much more. Oh, I got it even faster. Oh, I got it even faster. It's like really exciting to see him just like bang at it and make it better, and it was cool. I liked it. Um, also, we have a quick uh, query builder version 8.8.0 beta, some fixes from the feedback, from the beta feedback. Also, a Coldbox Elixir version 4 beta update. Uh, it's using Webpack 5 and Node 16 and all updated dependencies. 
And finally, we had a content box 5.2.0 released. Um, some quick bug fixes updated. Uh, we'll get those out there as well. So lots of lots of betas and releases from us. Yep. And then John just asked, uh, are we going to rename it from quick to quicker? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Really quick. Yeah, exactly. We, we have to think of all the other names that can go with it for all the companion tools, you know? Um, so I have to have like Flash for this and, you know, anyway. Well, moving on, uh, Adobe Workshops. Um, so they've got a lot of workshops uh, scheduled out here. And so we actually have some uh, webinars as well. So um, next week we have a webinar on uh, April 21st from Mark Takata, the Adobe Confusion Truths. So it's kind of like a Mythbusters type one. Um, and that one is... Oh, no, it's not. Wait, what? It's not a Mythbusters type one. I made the same assumption. It's about determining truthiness oh a- I, I must have oh there's another one i read about which was like breaking the mess i i got confused okay there you go i'm i'm wrong again oh so. i'll just have to be right for once <laughs> it's okay my wife's <laughs> reminding me of that every day um, <laughs> so yeah so, yep and then on tuesday april the 26th we have the adobe call fusion workshop by damien uh, damien and that is in central european time from 9 a.m to 5 p.m and so that's the call fusion workshop and like i said they're do- trying to do one basically once a month uh, most of them are european time so they do have some brian seppi ones and uh daniel is sharing the link for the full call fusion meetup list and actually i'm going to share my screen for those watching so you guys can see them all because they do have a lot of good content there that Mark Takata is doing a great job with the team. I think he's been there a year now and uh, you can tell the difference. But oh, if you yeah. scroll down here, you can see some of the upcoming events and they have them all the way out to June. So so check out those. Lots of great content there. Uh, keep up the good work, Mark. Although now I actually do want to make sure that it mislead anybody when I said the truthy thing. Yep, mm-hmm. it is. It's about truths, zeros, trues, falses, ones. Yes, no's. Cool. Well, that's complicated too. <laughs> so, good session. Okay. Awesome. So, what do we have up next then? Let's talk about some CFCast. Yeah, we do have some CFCast updates. Um, just released, Gavin, your publisher first Forgebox package. Um, this was a webinar, I believe, that kind of started last month. Yeah, I did a webinar, a bit of a, this is a series too. So the webinar is kind of like a little snippet of, of what you get in the, the series, but the series is breaking it down a little differently, um, a little more broken up and, you know, bite size, which is great. Some people just want to get like a little bit here and there. So two more videos were released and there's a, another three or four in the queue for this week and more coming, of course. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, look at the Forgebox site, find out more about Forgebox and account options and yeah, um, I look forward to all this. And Gavin, before I really got to know you, I watched a bunch of your uh, CFCast videos. And the only problem is I watched them at like 2x speed. <laughs> and so you're always like talking like this very fast all the time. And then when I did finally meet you, I'm like, why is Gavin so sleepy? That's <laughs> <laughs> just his normal talk. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that before with podcast people too, where I used to listen to everything way fast. And you meet them and they're like, wait, what's going on? what <laughs> the funny thing is is most people think i talk fast already but like you're the only person ever met me and thought the opposite because of like accents and i do get excited and i talk a lot so yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> and I, I to be clear i said talk fast not you are never mind yeah um oh, good. so yeah i'm always looking forward to when you put stuff out there because i learn a lot 
Yep, that's the thing too. We're trying to go real back to the basics for a lot of these videos as well and give everybody that like assume you know nothing. Like why should you even use some of these tools? A lot of times we tell you how to use them and everything, but we're trying to get back to the why do you care? Why should you use it? What does it actually do and how does it help you? You know, so hopefully these videos will be good to fill in that gap because you know, a lot of times people are like, Oh cool, I see you got all these products, like, you know, like but why should I use them? So hopefully we'll fill the gap there, you know. So Yep, that is awesome. And coming soon, publish your first Forge Box package. And in fact, I'm wondering, did I get a, a sneak preview of this live in person, Gavin, on that one? When you were, or were you beta testing all the, the dumb mistakes I made, and then you're like, oh, that's a good thing to cover. A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Appreciate it. Okay, so next up, we have some conferences and training. And uh, we already mentioned this week, DevNexus, right? Yeah, it's the largest conference in the U.S., so it's going on... Uh, today tomorrow on the 14th in atlanta brad and luis are there as we speak uh luis is speaking on alpine.js brad's on what's a pull request and we'll go ahead and get that linked out there yep uh so it is an in-person conference but uh the the cool thing about it is that we're taking cfml out there showing the java guys that cfml's got some stuff that they can't do or do it badly <laughs> but uh we also have DockerCon as well. So DockerCon is coming up May 10th. So it's a free online virtual conference. Um, go sign up for that. It's got great content, all the different levels, beginners all the way through to experts and black belts. It's kind of crazy, but a lot of good stuff there. Yep. And there's actually, I think, two sessions going on. So if you want to attend in the morning or afternoon, um, they're kind of accommodating you for both. Yeah. I like it that basically a lot of these online conferences now they're pre-recording a lot of their videos and they post them out at different time zones and everything too so even if they're around the world they can see the same sessions replayed you know so a lot of times it's certain times that they'll make for the main crowd but they'll also have you know repeat schedules and everything so that's it's pretty cool we're moving more and more towards that sort of digital world and you know even those online conferences are trying to offer you know pre-conferences or you know late night replays and stuff like that it's pretty cool I think there might be a, a pre-conference session too, or pre-workshop. Yeah, they do have a workshop as well. Yeah, it's 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 a great conference. Uh, actually, I should share my screen again because yeah. I like their site. I like Docker stuff. It's pretty slick. I would like to like Docker stuff more the more I learn about it. Yeah, we're working on that. I'll be having some video series coming soon. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So if, if you look through here, you see the DocCon. So May 9th is the virtual uh, hands-on training. So that's uh, basically the morning and afternoon sessions. And then you sort of like the live show. And the cool th they have like the pre-show, which is pretty neat. But I do like their stuff. It's uh, you know a lot of good content. And you see all the Docker captains there. And you know a lot of them actually have uh, you know their own YouTube channels and everything too. Like uh, we like Brett Fisher a lot. He has really good stuff. The master Docker, mastering do yeah Docker mastery on U Udemy. It's a pretty big mm -hmm. course there. Um, he's got a couple of different ones, but really good stuff. I met him at Muricon actually, and got talking to him, and that's where we. I found out about all those courses, and that was that. So. Oh, nice. Nice. And Scott mentioned something about CB something file. That's going to be, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on, Scott. Don't spoil it for people. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Come on, Scott. It's going to be cool, and Gavin's going to tell us what it is and why it is cool. Yep, for sure. Okay, so coming up next in the U.S., we have the Vue.js conference in Fort Lauderdale, June 8th through 10th. Um, it's called Beach Code View. It's going to be a workshop day on the 8th with the main conference the 9th and 10th. 
um, I think people from some Ortus Ortusians. Did I say that right? Ortusians. Ortusians, I think, yeah. Ortusians. Um, I won't be there, probably, but others will be there. And so Yep. Um I'm excited about this one. Uh I hope I can make it work. I've got some family commitments that came up, but I'm hoping I can make it out there and see everybody. Uh, if I can make it, I'll bring the family, you know, and then I can celebrate my birthday there after the conference. So. Oh, nice. So nice, nice. see if I can make it work. Cool. And then the next one I'm very excited for, it's called That Conference. Uh, if you've never heard of That Conference, they're a full stack tech obsessed community of fun, code loving humans you share and learn together. Uh, they geek out in Texas and Wisconsin once a year and also host digital events all the time. Yeah, um, but they're, I didn't know that they're online monthly conferences, basically. They're, they're basically right now, they're all free. Usually they charge for them, but they're all free and they don't require any, you know, a ticket to participate or anything. And so you can find out more on that.us. Uh, and they also have like monthly webinars too. So they got a ton of activities, ton of free content. But uh, the Wisconsin one is coming up in July. They have one coming up in Texas too, but the July one's pretty special. It's a four-day summer camp for developers, passionate about learning all things mobile, web, cloud, and technology. And our very own Daniel Garcia is speaking there, aren't you? I am. I'm very excited, if you can't tell. Yeah. Very, very excited. So, Alex, so you spoke for the first time into the box, right? It was last year? It is. And yeah, this will only be my second conference. And um, like, how did I get here? Well, I joined Ortis and cool things happen. So I blame it all on Ortis. Yeah, that was, that's really cool. Like I said, you got me beat there because I've only presented at Cold Fusion conferences. I don't think I've gone outside that bracket yet. So uh, I'll have to dip my toes elsewhere too. I've been meaning to, but it's like, you know, it's kind of scary. Like, why would someone want to see what, what I have to say about this or that? But, you know, like, like your session, it's going to be a great session, and I, I think you know, be really good for other people to see it, and obviously showcase local fusion too is pretty cool. Yeah, and to be fair, it's the it's actually the one I gave last into the box about Hostman and Grog and Wopook.site. Um, so of course, you know, there may be a little bit of cold fusion sprinkled in there, some command box, you know, even though it's a different conference, but it's really an awesome time. I went a couple of years ago, a few years ago before the pandemic. We had a great time and. I'm really looking forward to going and um, Ray Camden might be presenting as well. That is so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's trying to finalize that. So nice. Another familiar face. Yep. And uh, I was going to say, I'll share my screen real quick for those watching, but yeah, you can see that they've got a, an online April online May, and then they've got the conference in Texas. So May 23rd through the 26th um, in Round Rock, Texas. Cool. And then they've got a couple more online ones and then the Wisconsin one right after. You know, what's really awesome about them too is besides just being a great community, um, they also have family sessions there. And so I'll go and I'll tell the, uh, the geek stuff, my wife and son will go and they'll have like Minecraft stuff or how to do cool mad scientist stuff and things for like kids to also start getting them into some of the STEM stuff. Very cool. So I might have to, see if i can go watch you maybe and take the kids there for the end of summer little trip or something if you know what i'll have to check and see because i think that might clash with our water polo tournament but we'll never Uh, know never know but it's cool because i did hear you say something about an indoor water park and i'm like ooh, i can't say no to a water park i love my the venues at the kalahari so they have the indoor water park i mean that's wisconsin dells there's tons of water parks lower but the host 
facility also has a water park and it's very convenient to, uh, you know, pop in and out. And very anyway, cool. I'm excited. Sorry for, you know, gushing, but. Oh, that's cool. It's congratulations. It's a, it's a big deal. And yeah, looking forward to seeing how that goes. And yeah, it's good for, good for us to have more speakers going out and sharing some cold fusion love. We have a CF summit coming up here soon. Uh, I haven't seen the official, official dates, but the official dates are in Las Vegas and it's going to be October 3rd and 4th. And they will have a day after they will do the Adobe certified professional training. So classes and tests, uh, and then hopefully we can see that, uh, very, very soon, um, finalized for good because they said they dropped it basically right after, uh, the traveling dates for into the box. So we're hoping that those are official and we're not just changing stuff for nothing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we're looking forward to see if summit getting back out there, um, we'll be hitting that one as well. So I'm looking forward to, to that and seeing everybody out there and meeting a lot of new developers that don't even know about all the things that Autis does and what we do and the podcast and everything else. So good opportunity to, to, you know, get in touch with those nine to fivers. So, yep, 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 yep. So, also, uh, something near and dear to our hearts is the end of the box 2022. Solid dates of September 2022. Uh, as Gavin kind of mentioned, we're getting those dates finalized. Um, talking about having a one day workshop before the two day conference. Uh, early bird pricing is available until the end of this month. You want to check that out? Uh, call for speakers is up. I know Gavin you already posted that before, but it's yeah, there posted again. again. Yep. And conference website into the box.org. Please check it out. Hope to see a lot of you there. Yep, exactly. Okay, we do have into the box Latam. We're planning that one December 1st and 2nd, um, and that will be uh, announced as we get closer to it and see if Kent, we haven't heard anything yet. Um, we'll see how that develops as well. And then we have more conferences. Uh, if you need more conferences, comps.tech. And uh, you can see a lot of uh, a lot of great content on there. A lot of different conferences. <laughs> ITB is already on there, but we might have to change the dates there. So we'll let you know mm. there. But a lot of cool stuff, and uh, looking forward to to getting more content out there for everybody. So okay, let's talk about some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So the first one up, I'm going to talk about Adam Cameron. He's revisiting the import aliases in CFML, and so. Those of you that use JavaScript, this syntax that I'm showing on my screen may be familiar. So where you sort of do, you know, an import, blah, blah, blah. So you may import a, a vendor package and you can add the option of as vendor date or as lib date. So you can give it a different name. Right now with ColdFusion, we can import, you know, uh, specific things like maybe the logbox config or the logbox folder. You can even do asterisks and stuff. Um, but you can't really alias them. You should have to pull them in and then give it a name after. So it's like reworking it. Um, so, uh, basically talking about this and, you know, basically fighting back to the, the old, old, like we can't do that. It's too hard Java stuff when all these other languages are doing it. So Adam makes some good points there, you know, cause it's done in Python, PHP and Groovy and Kotlin. Why can't we do it in, uh, in CFML as well? So that blog post will be sharing the link there for you. Uh, it's a good little blog post and maybe we can uh, jump on tickets and, you know, try and get that done. It'd be nice to have. I'll get that link. Sorry. Uh, I'm telling you, Gavin, you just start talking and I just get like lulled. That's okay. I do the same thing when everybody else is talking. That's why I usually just have the other person post all the links because I get distracted. 
Squirrel. Um, Scott, squirrel. Uh, Scott <laughs> did ask if we know about what workshops are doing. Uh, not yet. We're still working on it. I don't know if you've heard anything more than that for in the box workshops. No, we need to finalize them. We ha we have a, a list of ones that we're just need to decide on. So we're probably going to be meeting. Well, we were supposed to be meeting this week. Obviously, Luis is at a Div Nexus, so we're we're trying to finalize it here very soon because people want to know the workshops. But we're also trying to finalize the the venue and the date. So we will get all that to you very soon. We know that once those are usually announced, that's when everybody buys the tickets. And early birds are only good until April thirtieth. So we want to have it out in time for those people to grab their early birds. So absolutely. And, and worst case, Scott, we'll send Gavin to your house, knock on your door, and let you know what they are. Yeah, I know. Scott lives in town, so I can do that. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, Adam also said, uh, by the way, import is still a bit flaky on both platforms, perhaps more important fish to fry than that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's there's a lot of going on in that. So it would be nice to get the import things done, you know, a little more concrete and then uh, have some extra little bits and pieces in there. So yeah. as long as we and keep that, improving it and, you know, that's that's the key there. I don't like it when they you know create a feature and then they basically leave it to sit there and not progress. So thanks for the feedback, Adam. Cool. And if you uh, swing by Scott's place, he's going to buy you lunch. I'll, I'll stop by today. <laughs> <laughs> right. He'll be right there in 20 minutes. Yep. Gavin, Gavin. Okay. So our next post is by Ben Nadell using the SGN function, sign, sign, SGN. I've never heard of this until today. So we use the SGN function to clamp values and array sorting operations in Cofusion. So a couple of years ago, he ran into an issue with an array sort Lucy where it threw an error if the operator returned a value that was larger than a signed integer. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, Adam, who's in the chat, uh, left a comment on his post about using the SGN function and Cofusion to fix it. Um, I didn't even know there was an SGN function. Yeah. Uh, we just pass in the integer and it tells you if it's less than zero, zero, or greater than zero yeah it's pretty cool i mean uh yeah it's like i said there's so many little things in the language we don't even know about and so this was a pretty cool little feature and again it's just a simple little sort you know key minus key but wrap it with that function and uh, you got a much easier sorting function so pretty cool yeah and again it's learning stuff we didn't know yesterday okay so next up we also had um a little comment here from james moberg on twitter he said he went to use the cf module in adobe cf 2021 using cf script and immediately encountered a variable module as undefined error so he's basically saying the cf script syntax for this tag is supported by lucy but not by adobe he was trying to find which you know where the documentation was for that and what's covered and what's not covered and so he brought up a couple of good points so um you know a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, we live on documentation, so it's nice if it's actually out there. I know they kind of half-assed uh, a lot of these uh, CF tagged CF script. You know, they kind of did the chop off the CF and just make it a, you know, a parenthesis type yeah. thing. And so he talked about where it's not, um, you know. So anyways, there's a few things here. So uh, check out that tweet if you guys are looking at that one. Um, but... Yeah, it'd be nice if when they finally redo everything a little more clean and just, you know, the quick quick and dirty uh, fix is never a good one. There again, there. Um, speaking of James, he's got another tweet about the CF timer requiring an IP lockdown in Adobe Cold Fusion. 
So apparently, Lucy, you do not have to lock it down by your IP address for the CF timer results, but in ACF, you do. Uh, not sure why they require that, but if you need ACF to do CF timer, um, you got to lock it down for your IP address. Yeah, Brad said he just, you know, basically has it turned on, uh, turned on and just not use it. But as James said, it'd be nice just to have an application CFC sitting or something, you know, when you need it. So, yep. Nice little point. Uh, the CF timer is definitely handy. Um, Adam just commented that there are no functions that don't work in CF script. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's, yeah, it's more the fact that it's the <clears throat> syntax, I think, is a little weird. It's just not very well documented. Like Adobe's documentation doesn't even mention a lot of those things. So it's just trying to find it. And I think he even points to your blog post, Adam, you know, trying to explain and you know, see stuff. But, you know, not everybody looks on your blog for to find the answer, although Google usually points you there anyway. So, but yeah, it's it's just a consistency, you know, like there's, if there's a set way to do things, you assume stuff, but if you can't find the docs to back it up, that's pretty sad. So anyways, next up, we have a, a blog from Mark Takata, and so he's doing some simple CRUD with CFML and DynamoDB. So I haven't used DynamoDB yet. Um, but he's got a couple of blog posts here. Um, and this one, if you look here, you'll see uh, how to get up and running DynamoDB. And then he sort of walks through that. So a little demo there for some crud. So if you're looking at DynamoDB, that might be a cool cool little blog post. I don't even okay. know what DynamoDB is. Is that just the embedded database for stuff or? Well, it's AWS. There's a million different things, right? But uh, okay. <laughs> cloud. Yeah. I think it's, um, basically like, uh, like JSON type storage and you know, object storage. I think to be honest, I need to look that up cause I probably sound like an idiot right now. So I'll just validate my idiocy. Nope. I sound like an idiot for saying cloud. Um, I, I've heard of DB. I've just never. Played with it. It's one of those things you hear about, and you're like, okay. It's, yeah, it's a fully managed proprietary NoSQL database that supports key value documentation. But yeah, it's it's basically you never have to worry about scaling reliability. It's built-in service, so it's like a managed uh, managed NoSQL database for you. Nice. Oh, hello, Riverside Cali. Hey, Daniel. Me. Mejia. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Mejia. <laughs> Mejia. That's what I'd say. Mejia. We can both be wrong. That's okay. Welcome, Daniel. <laughs> Whoa, we need more Daniels and Dans in the Portis world. Do we? Not enough of us. We're taking over. <laughs> that you are, for sure. Okay, let's talk about find a job. So we got quite a few listed on the Get CFML Jobs website. Uh, it looks like there's five new ones this week. Um, so for those watching, you can see. So what do we got here, Daniel? Okay, five, like I said, five listed. So full-time Cofusion programmer at Washington, D.C. in U.S. posted on April 12th. A full-time technical operations CF engineer at New York, New York, in, uh, in the U.S., obviously, posted on April 12th. A full-time technical operations CF engineer at U.S. also posted on April 12th. I assume those are different positions. Um, a Cofusion developer at Plymouth, uh, Pennsylvania. Plymouth meeting, is that the name of the town? Plymouth meeting, Pennsylvania? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I'm a Kiwi. Uh, I don't know this stuff. Oh, man. It's no excuses. You're adopted land, Gavin. Not officially. <laughs> <laughs> we have another full-time 
public sector financial services CF developer in it got cut off. Um, but it's a uh, remote looks like. Yep. So we'll get those links out there. We'll check it out. Yep. And then we have some up on the orders uh, about us careers page as well. So if you guys are looking position, we're we're always hiring here at Audis, or most of the time. So um, we got a couple of positions open in the USA team, and we have a couple of positions available in the El Salvador team. So uh, depending on your options, we are looking for a U.S. time zone and U.S. citizen or resident or work visa is a must for the U.S. position. So if you guys are interested, apply today and we'll get that process started. Would uh, like to you know hear from you guys. We also have a new jobs channel on the box Slack team. So I know there's one on the Adobe CF as well. So the CF uh, Slack channel, but there's also one on the box team one now. So if you want to post or if you want to check out some jobs, we're trying to post them in there as well. I think I posted a link to there. We'll see. Yep. Looks like it. Very cool. Okay. Okay. So next up, we have a Forgebox module of the week. And which one do we have? We're talking about the one that Scott tried to spoil, the CB file storages snapshot beta by Order Solutions. So the CBFS module will enable you to abstract any file system within your Coldbox application. You can configure your disks and represent you know different file systems, and they're backed by a storage provider. So I'll explain this to everybody who doesn't know what Luis means when he says this type of stuff. So basically, <laughs> CB file storage allows you to use one set of code, your application, to talk to different types of storage systems. So when you're local, you might use a folder on your hard drive. But when you deploy it to Docker, that might be pointing at an S3 bucket. And so what you can do is say, hey, CB file, store this file. And you don't have to worry about how it gets there. You just say, store it here. And then CB file storage t- handles, oh, you're using the local drive locally. Let me put that file there. If you do it on, on the server, it's going to say, oh, you're storing this on S3. Let me put it there. If you want a list of files, it does. It knows how to do that. So it abstracts away the differences. So there's several different providers out of the box. And then we got more coming soon. And so you want to tell us about those? Yeah, so we've, right now we've currently got a local provider, which is like you'd guess, a local file system storage provider. We have a mock provider, so it's a mock storage provider, just kind of logs operations in the log box. Uh, coming soon, it will be an S3 provider, which is Amazon S3, Rackspace, DigitalOcean, or Google Cloud Storage provider. Yeah, because that's the cool thing about S3 is it's actually uh, a lot of the other providers now support the same um, you know interface, so you can just basically point it at, you know, Amazon S3, or even if you have DigitalOcean, you can send it to DigitalOcean Spaces, and it works pretty pretty well. And then there's other things too. If you want to do like a block volume storage, or if you want to point it at some type of like blob storage system, we could totally build those types of things. Or you can, as a community members, can contribute if you've got a cool storage use case, and um, it's on ForgeBox. Yep. And that's the cool thing about this type of setup too. Like, you know, a lot of the order stuff, people get confused about what is a provider and it sounds really complicated, but basically it says, Hey, a provider for this module needs to do these things. And a lot of the times, like for logbox providers, I think Alan basically built three in our retreat because all you have to do is like, Hey, if I say log this, you just have to basically use the right function to send it to the right place. And so you just need to translate, oh, I want to store a file on the local file system. What do I use? 
making you see a file for that. If you want to get a directory listing, how do you do that? Well, you use the CF directory tag. So like you just have to translate what that generic, you know, command is. And so for a lot of these storage things is, you know, you follow the interface and you can build your own. It's pretty easy. So don't be scared of that. You know, they're pretty easy and, you know, we want to build up a collection. So if you guys work together and we all build up a community list of them, then we all win. So that's, that's the goal with this type of setup, you know? Yeah, I kind of, we were chatting before the hand. I kind of likened it to like cash box, right? You got your middleware. Don't really care where your final caching is. You just use this middleware to configure it and then you're just good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Cashbox is a great example. Like locally, I use my RAM for my Cashbox. I don't need a cache server spun up to do it. It can just store it in my in my RAM, and then when I drop it off at you know Docker, it's either pointing at Redis or Couchbase or whatever I want to do, you know, where I can use one of those built-in you know managed services. So it's you know those provider setups are great. CB mail services is another thing. Like locally. Okay. Locally, I like it because when I'm doing, I don't have to worry about email getting sent out to the real people. Locally, I just tell it, hey, I want you to send CB mail to a folder. And then every time I send a mail, my app sends a mail, basically I get an email, HTML file inside my folder. And then in staging, instead of sending it to a log folder that I can't get to, and you know, when I'm doing my CI, CD, it logs it out somewhere else so I can actually see that the message was sent and I could look at it in a different tool. And then if I'm in production, obviously it actually emails, but then even then I can say, oh, I want to use mail gun or I want to use, you know, something else or CF mail, like all those little things, they're just really flexible, really handy. And if you guys change from one storage system to another, for example, you have legacy servers and old school folders and you're going to go to Docker, you won't have to worry about changing all your, your code to basically work on S3 now. You just point at a different location. So that's why these type of abstractions are great. So anyway, education rant over. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of times we talk about all these cool tools and you're like, well, why would I want to use them? Well, we try to explain a little bit more about the why today. So anyway, I told you. And, and I appreciate that. Well, you talking too much. I appreciate it all the time. <laughs> but just explain the why, because a lot of times I hear these cool tools. I get it, but I don't really get it. And so sometimes and so. Keep doing what you're doing, Gavin. We all appreciate it. Cool, cool. Okay, so next up, we have our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. And this one is actually a built-in local file system. And so, uh, history. Sorry, I missed the last word, which actually makes it useful. So this is actually <laughs> built into VS Code. It was a popular request feature. And for those of you who've used, um, I think it was like Photoshop even, but a lot of those graphics tools, they had a history. So when you actually used something, it actually gave you a history right in the little tab. And so you could like basically rewind and fast forward your history. And now you can do that um, with your with your local file changes. So if this loads for me, I'll spin it up, make it bigger for you. So you'll see there's a timeline here. And so you can see when the file was saved, you can see different commits as well. But as you make changes, you'll see that the timeline updates. And then you can go back in time to see the different file things. It's kind of cool. Like it actually shows you the difference, does a little diff on it. So it's, it's like version control for your files before you put it into version control. That's pretty slick. So it does the Git history as well as the local history. So... I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's actually built into the latest release, I believe, of um, 
VS Code. So if it's updated for you, you should already have it. And yeah, it's just, again, there's lots of cool things they build on all the time. So not everything has to be an extension. It's just a tip. It's already there. So uh, look at your timeline and uh, start using local history. I'm going to start. Also, Scott, sorry we did not add yours this week. I know we normally think of you first when we look at anything that's cool because you're one of the cool people out there. Uh, oh, so yeah. And, that, he, that, and I talked to Scott on the phone yesterday, too, and he told me some of the stuff he was working on, and I completely blanked on it. Uh, you guys, yeah, you need to need to message me, Scott. Sorry about that. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll mention it real briefly, but we'll talk about it next week. So um, Scott added... Um, cfml to this tool called curl converter and so it has a, a cool curl um, syntax and converts it to cfml and i know that uh a lot of languages do that so basically you know whenever you have an example you always see the curl version and people look at it and say okay well what about my language and of course cfml is not there as much as times as we want it to be so if we share my screen i'll show you so here sneak peek for next week Yep, so if you do a curl here and you want to like change it to Python, so this shows you how you do it in Python. I always like looking at the Java version first because this is the crap you have to write in Java to get it to work. <laughs> Can you imagine having to use that? But now this is a ZFML one too. And so, you know, HTTP service, new, set the URL, get the method, and boom. Now, Scott, your challenge is to do CFML-hyper and then use that because that's even better. But... uh. Yeah, so it's a cool little converter. So if you get some code from different things, um, you know, like here's a with uh, authentication, you'll see this got more. But it's kind of nice to be able to go and just see the difference between the JavaScript version of something, maybe look at some new languages or whatever. And again, look at Java and just be thankful you can write CFML. So there is PHP as well if you want to compare, you know. So... It's a pretty cool little tool. So thank you, Scott, for doing that, adding it to that, you know, getting it. It's alphabetical too. So we're up the top of the list, which is pretty slick. Woo so very cool. Um, yeah. And then of course, anytime you're doing something and it has, you know, a curl command, come paste it in here and then you can see how to convert it, which is really slick. Um, yeah. I really, really, really like that. Uh, and I think, Scott was talking about a VS code extension or something that uses this. So that'd be neat if it was built in it as well. Um, and then he's been working on some other stuff. Git books. We used to have Git book um, exports that we could you know, create PDFs from and everything. And they took away some functionality. Apparently Scott found the API for it today. So, um, well not today, the other day. And so he can actually generate the, the JSON from it. And then from there, you can still do the PDF. So uh, a lot of times we do get books for oldest documentations and we want to do it for other books. We can have an online version and a printable version. So Scott's uh, helping us get that back up and running, which is really cool. So anyway, sorry, that's the Scott corner there. He's doing some cool stuff. You know, we always have fun talking because he's always playing with something interesting. And then Scott, you probably should have a session into the box on how you used uh, a code to take JavaScript libraries and convert them using Babel into ColdFusion libraries. So you can convert JSON NPM packages into ColdFusion libraries. It's pretty damn cool. So he's been working on lots of fun stuff. Scott's a, Scott's a cool guy and always likes to play off. Yeah, he's slacking off. He's not getting any work done, but he's making cool stuff for the community. So we like him. <laughs> yeah, hey, Scott, is that enough Scott love for today, or do you need some more? Because we can keep going, buddy. Yeah. We lots of things. Yeah, for sure. So I know Scott's yeah, trying to decide which conference to go to. So into the box or CF Summit? The box. 
yeah i i, I think end of the box is cooler because we do more advanced stuff but it's it's also closer for me and scott we can you know road trip and have some fun on the way so anyway but it's it's fun we'll, we'll have fun no matter what okay well enough scott love let's love some other people here <laughs> let's love our patreon supporters that uh make this podcast possible right absolutely so thank you to all our patreon supporters um these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great toolings like command box forge box code box content box test box and all other boxes keeping getting the continuous development they need and funds the cloud infrastructure and our community relies on like Forgebox for our package management with Commandbox. So you can support us at Patreon and we will paste that link here. Yep, we will. And then uh, don't forget, we have little packages, badges and perks. And so I think that was something that John mentioned is like we should, you know, give perks and badges. We do have badges, if you didn't know, John. So, um, you actually get um, on your community.autosolutions.com website. We have patron supporter profile badges on the community site for all our Patreons. We also have um, their own private form access for the community website. So you get a little more attention from us than everybody else, which we still try and share the love everywhere. But also, if you have a bronze packaging up, you'll get a Forgebox Pro account for free or not free, included as a perk, and then also a CFCast subscription as a perk. So you can get all the, the free and paid subscriptions, um, you know, basically from CFCast. So it's pretty neat. Um, Forgebox Pro has some pretty cool things. Uh, it gives you additional um, private packages and that type of stuff. And if you watch my CFCast series, you'll find out more about how to use them, how to make your own, and uh, also try and share why you should make your own. Why? So, why, Gavin? Yeah. Why? I know. And why? John commented about uh, Simon Sinek and why. And actually, that's part of the inspiration for some of this. Start with why. Why is it cool? And yep, exactly. And the Slack is. I'm sorry, the chat's been pretty busy today. Yeah, it's been busy. You know, in the. That was before we started gushing on Scott. So yeah, and so John asked if we made the convert into a module. Um, I don't think Scott has made one yet, but we should definitely, uh, you know, put the same thing. It's actually JavaScript, which is kind of funny, but uh, I guess we could convert your JavaScript to ColdFusion to do that. But yeah, pretty funny. So, okay. Well, I guess that leads us to the last part where you try and mispronounce everybody's name as we thank our patrons individually. I do. So ready? Here we go. So I'd like to thank all our patrons, John Wilson at Synaptrix, Synaptrix, Man, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Codd, Jonathan Parrott, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media 6, Dean Maunder, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshmi Tertahadi, Carl Van Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Trucking Systems. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. <laughs> Ben Nadal, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongi, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Yep, thank you all. And obviously, uh, Daniel's running out of air and he started going a little crazy, but it's okay. We still love him. I'm trying to be excited. He's super <laughs> awesome. And 
Yeah, no, they are. We we do appreciate them. And I didn't know Peter Mary used to be like the director of technology at MySpace. I wonder if he was doing Cold Fusion back then. I saw that on his little Twitter profile the other day. So that was pretty cool. Learning a lot about all our CF people. Um, yeah, so cool, cool, cool. Well, um, Scott did say he's thinking about making a, a command box module since you usually use curl in the console, and we definitely use you know curl in some places. Maybe you could do a, if you do that, Scott, make sure you make a, an option to convert to, um, you know, just normal cold fusion, but maybe also convert it to, um, what do you call it? To hyper, because hyper is cool. And actually, um, Andrew Davis had a, a cool tools page that he built a long time ago. He was playing around with some stuff. Um, and I'm going to find out where he put it. Um, but it basically had, a hyper converter, so it would take curl and make hyper calls, and it would also take um, a query and make it into query builder, which is pretty cool too, you know. And he built this little tool that did it and did a pretty good job of it. Not perfect, but a pretty good job of it. And so, John, what is hyper? Seriously, hyper is like Axios for cold fusion. So it basically is a nice uh, fluent DSL wrapper around the HTTP library. It allows you to set up, you know, pre-configured. Um, Headers and everything, so you can create a hyper object that has certain things, and then whenever you make calls, it automatically includes the, you know, your authentication. It can has a base URL that you can build on top of. It does a lot of that. We actually we talk about hyper way too many too many times on the show. I think the hyper is the the module we've talked about the most because it's really seriously uh, pretty cool. So go check out hyper on ForgeBox, and I will pull it up real quick on show for John, but it's a uh, really really neat and the cool thing is they have lots of batches on here too um but yeah so if you guys are using axios or you have used it in the past you'll see stuff like this so hyper.get it'll make a get call to this url or hyper.set method with headers set url set body and send and when you get it back you get a hyper object which has different things you can pull um so it's got some you know helpful methods but it also has more detailed stuff as well. Um, it's pretty detailed. Um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, use it quite a bit. And yeah, if you're doing stuff with APIs and you got to pass, you know, headers all the time and everything, you can just sort of save that object and it makes it easier. So it's almost not exactly one-to-one, -one, but it's pretty close to an Axios type thing. So I know you love Axios, John, so you should love Hyper. Okay. Very cool. Thanks everybody for joining us. It's been a, a good one. And uh, we got lots more content we have to go make to get ready for next week because I've got all these blog posts I want to get out there. So maybe there'll be a blog post from Scott. Scott, huh? 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 Yeah. And I, and I said, I, I probably just need to add his feed to my little feed scraper so I can make sure I don't miss stuff from Scott. Usually, if you tag me with CFML or Cold Fusion, I will see it and then uh, we'll go from there. But um, some people, I try and read their RCS feeds too. So sorry if I missed stuff, but if you guys got it, ping me in Slack or whatever, I'll get it out to the show or try to, um, and you know, we'll see what we can get out there. But next week, hopefully you'll see a blog post and a video from me talking about how to make your windows environment case sensitive. So you don't get all sorts of weird stuff that bites you in the butt like it did me lately. So I will share that hopefully by next week. So you guys have a great week and we'll catch you later. You will. Bye.
Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.